Well, if you thought explaining Bitcoin was hard, today we ask, what is Ethereum? Ethereum has been, by market cap, the second largest cryptocurrency since 2018. It's the brainchild of Russian-Canadian programming prodigy Vitalik Buterin, who first proposed the idea in a white paper in 2013. Buterin had already been into Bitcoin for several years by this point. He first found out about Bitcoin from his dad, a computer scientist, in 2011 at the age of just 17, while he was at university. He'd soon drop out. And Buterin went on to found the Bitcoin magazine that same year, and um, just to make you feel inadequate, Buterin is still only 27 and is a billionaire, billionaire many times over. So many times over that he's already given away over $2 billion uh, in philanthropy. And philosophically, Buterin is pretty hardcore techno-libertarian. In 2018, he authored a paper with economist Glenn Whale, or Weil, called Liberation Through Radical Decentralization in which he proposed ways to harness markets and technology to radically decentralise power of all sorts and shift our alliance from authority to formal rules. In 2019, his paper, A Flexible Design for Funding Public Goods, written with Harvard PhD student Zoe Hitzig, sets out a new method for the optimal provision of public goods and services using quadratic voting, which is a more nuanced system of voting that allows for a much more direct system of democracy than current representative systems. Abuterin published his Ethereum white paper in 2013, and he chose the name Ethereum after browsing a list of elements on Wikipedia. It sounded nice, he said, and had the word ether, referring to the hypothetical invisible medium that permeates the universe and allows light to travel. He announced the project in 2014 at the North American Bitcoin Conference and development began with an all-star founding team that included Anthony Diorio, Charles Hoskinson, the founder of Cardano, Mihai Alisi and Amir Chetrit and soon after Joseph Lubin, Gavin Wood and Jeffrey Wilker. They raised money to found the project via a crowdfund in the summer of that year and by that point Buterin was already regarded in crypto coding circles as a prodigy. <laughs> I remember being invited to participate in that funding but got annoyed by how badly the project was explained that I didn't go ahead with it. Duh. And the project eventually went live in 2015 and despite numerous setbacks including a 50 million dollar hack after a 150 million dollar crowd sale and numerous forks, the project it's got to be deemed to have been a huge success. The Ethereum market cap is over $400 billion. Ether, the currency that changes hands over the Ethereum network, has gone from below a dollar in late 2015 to $4,000 almost today. And the founding principle of the project was to use blockchain technology for purposes beyond an alternative system of digital money. Bitcoin has its blockchain, so does Ethereum, a separate network altogether using similar distributed ledger technology, aka blockchain, to verify and record transactions. Like most cryptocurrencies, Ethereum is an open source platform. Ethers are used and accepted as a means of payment, but that's not really the purpose of Ethereum. Charlie Morris of Bytree likens it to a decentralized app store. 
developers can use the flat platform to build and publish smart contracts and distributed applications, dApps as they're known. And it's a kind of marketplace for financial services, DeFi, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, games and apps, all of which can be paid for in Ether. Hence why it's known as the, first, as the world's first programmable blockchain. It can be used, it claims, to codify, decentralise, secure and trade just about anything. So coders can deploy decentralised applications onto the Ethereum blockchain. These become immutable and permanent and users can interact with them. Decentralised finance, DeFi, applications allow for all sorts of financial services, decentralised exchanges, for example, or borrowing and lending systems, without the need for typical financial intermediaries, such as banks or bro brokerages. Ethereum allows for the creation and trade of NFTs, tokens which are connected to digital works of art and other forms of digital property. Many use the platform for initial coin offerings and many cryptocurrencies actually operate on the Ethereum blockchain as what are known as ERC-20 tokens. DAOs, digital autonomous organisations, are also taking shape on the platform. So all in all, Ethereum has found plenty of use and it's been a fantastic means, owning it has been a fantastic means to play the incredible innovation taking place in the sector. One of my close Bitcoin original gangster mates, who in this instance I'm sure would rather not be named, is forever saying to me, Ethereum should fail, and it's a mystery to me why it doesn't. Many feel the same way. The, the blockchain is not nearly as robust as Bitcoin's, it's not properly decentralised. The numerous forks that have taken place in reaction to hacks prove this. Say critics, they wouldn't be possible with a properly decentralised platform. Too many coins were pre-mined and handed out to founders and Ethereum 2.0, the next development of it, has met with delay after delay. Transaction costs, known as gas fees, are exorbitant and I, I can vouch for this. At times they cost several hundred dollars when they should cost pennies. And it's a ticking time bomb, say critics. Maybe. Ethereum also has numerous competitors, Binance, Smart Chain, Polkadot, Cardano, Terra and Solano, for example. And Cardano and Solana have both had extraordinary runs, the latter just in recent weeks. Many of these are technologically superior, say the critics, faster, more robust, and certainly they don't have uh, exorbitant gas fees. But the one thing they don't have is the network of users. Ethereum has that. It is the first coin the general public thinks of after Bitcoin, even if they can't pronounce it properly. And that's what first mover advantage often gives you. So that's the market. Everyone submits their offering, they make their arguments, and price is the outcome. The best man doesn't always win. Ethereum is second only to Bitcoin. It's had a great year on the back of several great years. It's like silver to Bitcoin's gold. As well as having many more uses, it's more volatile. It often moves later in the cycle, but by more. And when the corrections come, it gets hit by more too. In late 2015, it traded as low as 42 cents. It all went all the way to $1,400 by 2017. It then lost 95% of its value and plummeted to $80. In the correction of this year, it lost over 60%. 
But the bottom line is that it began 2021 below $800 and now it's over four times higher, nearly five times higher. The direction is up, but for how much longer? Who knows? Thanks very much for watching. Please subscribe to my channel and I'll be back with another video very soon.